0: Richard, Sicily, 1922. I'm holiday. I'm Charity. I'm Christmas Day. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. Jingle. And now on with the opera. Let joy be unconfined. Let there be dancing in the streets, drinking in the saloons, and necking in the parlor. Everybody, and welcome once again to a fun and exciting show of Kills Culture and Nutjobs 2.0, where we cover all crime. I'm as always the host, the Great White Snark, and across me virtually is the birthday girl Monica. What we're recording this on her birthday. I don't know how soon I'll have this out. So because uh technical issues over the summer, we're you know, we're, we're back getting the show. We were recording during all that, but... Uh, know, yeah. Now it's like... Because we're troopers.
1: Okay. What, like... I think it's like three more weeks for work, so...
0: Oh, yeah, you're going to be ending the season here pretty soon.
1: Yep. And my... Six months off.
0: Get right. And then... <laughs> As I was saying beforehand, I got called in for tomorrow, so I'm going to go and I don't know if I should save all my podcasts and wait and play them tomorrow while I'm working. Save them. Well, I'll I'll have um, Small Town Murder. Hopefully, Civil War Talk Radio. Did
1: you ever do Necro Namma Pod? They're pretty good and. There, um, they have like longer episodes too, so it would, it works though, so, because you
0: don't have to like. What's the name? NF-
1: Necronomapod. I'll send it. Yeah, link. Okay.
0: But and yeah, that's I
1: uh, like. Then I lot- have
0: the pastimes with uh, yeah, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds and their special whoever they have guests this week.
1: Yeah, but when I know it's gonna be like a longer day, I usually like set them up because a lot of them are like two and a half hours. So I can get even like a couple of episodes in without having to, you know,
0: right? Like you
1: know, finish one, stop, find another one.
0: I've been listening to um, I, I've listened to a book part of the day. I've been listening to uh Black Flag, Black Flags, Blue Waters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'll show you a picture. Yeah. And what I did know is that um. The, um the the colonies in like the late 16 early 1700s like Pennsylvania and New York and a few others were actually funded by pirates oh, and then, Pittsburgh pirates right so. well right and I I was hearing that and I was like I know why I like Pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking of because I've been working on my um I've been working on my history podcast scripts. I've been working on Unreconstructed and I've been working on the History Bastard. And I wanted to do a story about pirates. And when I started hearing this, this I'm like, that's the story for the history bastards. I don't want to tell Blackbeard's story or uh, Stead Bonnet. I want to talk about how some of these colonies were funded by pirates.
1: Well, yeah, that'd be a little more interesting
0: and not as right overdone too, I guess. Right. Well, I'm I'm gonna have you know. Usually, when I'm especially with us, sometimes when I'm writing these out, I can see where I want to make a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, yeah, it, it gets to a point where I start writing scripts. Like, except for unreconstructed, I really don't want to be too funny with that one. I'm yeah. dealing with the Civil War and everything leading up to it and afterwards. So I kind of got to be a little little bit more serious with it. But the history bastard is going to be straight comedy in history. So I can kind of see where I'm, you know, where a joke could happen when I type. But we got a great show for you today we're we are gonna actually wrap up Cyrus T when we last left Mr Cyrus he was going to go to Florida in the time before Florida man can we actually say that there was ever a play a, a point um while we go on here. Monica's got the greatest pink hair going on right now.
1: So I kind of figured, I'm like, yeah, hang up there in the ear. Or so if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it now when I can still kind of get away with it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah get away with the uh, hiding <laughs> the gray. At your age, lady. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, before we get, get back into Cyrus, I saw this video. And hey, some of you, you people out there might have seen this on, um, on Facebook Reels, there was a woman who was like, I thought marrying an older man was gonna be fun. But I just went to the store, and bought him Dino Nuggets. <laughs> and he's 38. And this guy is like, listen, lady, guys don't grow older. They grow up.
1: Yeah, well actually like some of the clothes like, got him for James. And some of them were like like how is it's like it's all like Juicy, but like already, I oh, it was disgusting.
0: Well, the, 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 guy based, the guy basically explained, men don't grow older, we grow or we don't grow up, we grow older.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, I would understand if they, like, tasted like chicken nuggets, if they weren't just right. so
0: gross tasting. And this guy it. like, I mean, this guy was yeah. like, I like dino nuggets.
1: Well, yeah, let's, like, both are wrong, but yeah god it was just like
0: well and i'm sitting here i'm sitting here thinking about going god we are such simple creatures we like something we're liking it until we die yep i said basically
1: like the stuff that i like yeah um hasn't changed much since i was 11 well like you know jimmy stewart and
0: right you know it's like like me getting back into yeah it's like me getting back into the Universal Monsters. i loved them since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, on my shelf here, I've got all the ones I wanted, plus Elvira. Because mm-hmm. I need a video hoe. But my mom asked me, she's like, why are you picking all this stuff up? I said, well, I'm in a position where I can get the stuff that I liked as a kid.
1: So, damn it, Mom, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, that's why I've got all the yellow spine Nancy Drews now. Right. get
0: all of them? Yeah. Good.
1: Even like the ones that were the longer, the 25 chapter ones too.
0: And I said said also you know this was stuff that I had as a kid I'm 50. I want to have this stuff. And three, my brother can't touch this shit. Mm -hmm. My brother can't touch my stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. I can actually have this and not have to worry about my brother touching it when I'm not home. Yeah, And my mom's like Okay, you made your point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, back to Cyrus.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There is for the podcast. <laughs> right.
0: Cyrus is heading to Florida. Now, can we say there was ever been a time when you could go to Florida and not encounter Florida man? No. Because I'm sure when the when Saint Augustine the the for the oldest city in, in America. Founded by the Spanish. I'm sure when they, they settled in St. Augustine, Florida man was waiting for them. <laughs> I would love to have seen 16th century Florida man. You think 21st century Florida man's crazy. Yeah. Like, Let's see.
1: yeah I wish there was like Back records you could get and you know, with like stuff like that. If oh, it was yeah, possible, that would be great to read, huh?
0: Oh, you would have to go to Madrid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, as a Spanish, but no, group. for
1: the like Florida man stuff, though. Oh, I mean. god,
0: I'm sure. <laughs> well, who's the governor down there? DeSantis? Yeah, we, we should just email him and say, Hey, can you make a Florida man museum? Like, um, can. <laughs> Let's start with him. So, Right, but I mean, can we just have a Florida Man? I know there's a Florida Man podcast out there. But can we just get a Florida Man museum? Because you, you can add yeah. new stuff daily. Well, it would
1: end up being like Ripley's Believe It or Not kind of deal.
0: Right. Yeah, it could basically be a ripoff of that. Right, but but the thing about it, a Florida Man museum, you can keep adding every day. Mhm. This Florida man does something crazy every day, and I'm pretty sure when Cyrus went down there, there was a Florida man waiting for him. Some guy looking like uh, Tom Hanks in Castaway when he was you know <laughs> on the island, mm-hmm. holding his holding Wilson in his hands. You know, yeah,
1: the two hour long FedEx commercial.
0: <laughs> I've never seen the movie, and I don't plan to. Yeah. Although there was one movie I told my son that I had never seen. And he sent me a clip of the other day. I've never seen the movie. And he just goes, Really? I'm like, Yeah, just never. It'll hit me in the middle of the night. Yeah. Okay. Get back to it. So in October of 1893. Hey, it's this month. Cyrus, Victoria, and you're gonna love this name, folks. Bertha Dean Boomer. They no, only come from Chicago. They went to Florida to check out the property they were told about. Now, the asking price was 150 grand, which was more than Cyrus could afford. But do you think he told anybody that he couldn't afford it? Nope. Cyrus just, you know, smiled and nodded. The idea was to purchase Pine Island, which contained hotels and cottages, which honestly would have been the better choice. Buy land that already has sh- stuff on it. As Cyrus made his trip back to Chicago, a German immigrant there named Gustav Domkohler came to Punta Rosa to check his mail. He had heard that some people from up north were there to look at purchasing Pine Island. Now, Gustav took one of those, um, one of those religious tracts that they, put, that they used to put up there in the post office. They had, like, the the stationery in it. I want to say, I want to say it was Jehovah's Witnesses that he used. But he wrote him a letter. And now, uh, Gustav said, um, Pine Island was overflowing, which was not suitable for building. You know, he's down there in Florida. He knows this stuff. So he waited for Cyrus to reply. The group had been back from Florida for a week when there arrived two let when there had arrived two letters from the state. State of Florida, that is. I should have put that in the notes. One was from a real estate agent looking to furnish looking at a furnished cattleman hotel in Punta Rosa for seven grand. And the other was from Gustav. Now since Cyrus was out of town. Victoria and Boomer opened. I love that name. Victoria and Boomer opened the letters. Boomer was interested in the cattlemen. While Victoria was interested in Gustav's land. When Cyrus returned. He wanted to see Gustav's land. So him and his group made another trip to Florida. And see. Boomer actually could get them. She had a rich husband would just kind of let her go off and be with Cyrus in the group. You know, because she's a rich wife and she needs something to do with her time. But see, she could get the seven grand quicker for the cattlemen than what it would take to, to get you know, for Gustav's land. Upon their arrival, they found the cattlemen's hotel and since nobody was around, they broke in. Made themselves at home. They took up rooms while they waited for Gustav. A day later, he arrived, and he was talking to the group. Gustav explained his story and how he needed to sell the land. You know, there's a story like, I want better for my son, but I want to leave like 20 acres for my son. My wife died, all this stuff. He told Cyrus he wanted to save some acreage for his son, which was like 20 acres, I believe. Cyrus liked his story and agreed to buy the property on Mound Key which was right next door to the first uh, Jimmy Buffett's um, Parrot Bay. They were having cheeseburgers in paradise down there. I was
1: yeah. going to say Margaritaville.
0: Yeah, I knew it was something that it, it, my brain's been scrambling today. Uh, yeah, Margaritaville? Yeah. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I've never been to a Margaritaville, but since they're all on fire now, due to his funeral wishes. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen the one in Chicago just sailing out on Lake Michigan burning. Yeah.
1: Been the one in Vegas and Atlantic City.
0: Yeah, Atlantic City one
1: opened like 10 years ago. 10 okay. or 9 years ago
0: now. Yeah. Okay, so once the deal was made, supplies were brought in from Punta Rosa and helped Came down from Chicago to begin building. By February of 1894, people from Chicago began to slowly arrive in Estero. That's what they decided to call their community. At first, there was a few followers, mainly young people, and the group known as Teed's Thunderdaughters. So it's like to be a part of that group. It sounds like some weird 60s superhero group. While later members would romanticize about the early days of Astero, it was anything but a paradise. Since no buildings had been erected, many had to sleep on the ground for 10 months while they cleared the land. Mosquitoes and ground fleas were the main insect problem the early colonizers dealt with. The first structure built was a two-story log cabin with a thatched roof. Those, behind, those left behind in Chicago began to lecture others to entice others to come to Florida while Teed toured the East Coast doing the same thing. Teed mainly stayed in Chicago but would visit Florida to check on progress. The group in Astero began to plant crops and fish to have food to survive.
1: On November 29th, 1894, the followers in Estero celebrated their first Thanksgiving. While Cyrus sat with Gustav talking, Victoria sat at a desk writing on a piece of paper. Teed had asked Gustav about the other 20 acres he had, the one he wanted to leave for his son. Cyrus promised that Gustav's son would be taken care of and given an education. When Victoria walked over, Gustav saw that she had filled out a deed for the land and all it needed was Gustav's signature. Reluctantly, Gustav signed over the land that he had wanted to save for his son, Elwin. That night, as he slept in a boot, Elwin could hear his father crying. That's just sad.
0: It is. The, I mean, they, they basically swindled him out of the land. Yeah.
1: The central belief that Cyrus began to preach was that the world was hollow. Earth is in an enclosed sphere looking in on the universe. As typical, no one outside of his followers believed him. Some papers reported it, but no one else paid any attention. Scientists didn't believe him, and it asked for proof of his claims. By the mid-1890s, Cyrus had met a man named Ulysses Grant Murrow, who believed the Earth was flat. The two men debated each other, and Cyrus critiqued some of Murrow's papers in The Flaming Sword. While Ulysses, at first, did not want to let go of his research, he slowly came around to Cyrus' way of thinking. Within a year, Murrow and his wife converted to Khoroshanati and had a group of 30 followers in Allegheny, Pennsylvania. Of course, Pennsylvania. Cyrus appointed him the head of the Khoroshan geodetic staff. The first thing they did was attempt to prove that ships sailing over the horizon was a mirage. They tried to prove this by conducting measurements on the Illinois and Michigan Canal, then by attempting to take measurements off a pier on Lake Michigan. While his was okay, they needed to take measurements on a larger body of water. To do this, they needed to go to Florida. They needed to build a machine that would stand a constant angle. Yep. Ulysses designed the geodetic recticlinator, right? Is that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Expert mechanics built the machine, and in September of 1896, it was ready to unveil. In late 1896, the team went to Florida. They had permission to use some land at a beach in Naples, Florida. After resting in Estero for a few days, the team made their way to Naples. Once there, Ulysses dug a line and set the machine up. The measurements were off, but that was to be expected from the railroad ride and the wind and the sand. Once everything was ready, a storm hit. The weather didn't let up until March 1897. I think somebody was trying to tell them something.
0: Oh, I'm sure they were, but, you know, here's the problem. You,
1: know, you, you No, I meant like, you know, the it, band upstairs kind of, you know, tell yeah, them right. the storms you know, like, and everything. It,
0: don't mess or, or, with
1: or, that. Yeah. yeah. Once they started, the team took measurements, then initialed next to the measurements in the book. After working one way, then the other, the team confirmed that their theory was correct. They packed up and went back to Chicago. On the way, Lucy stopped in Lexington, Connecticut at, th- at the man's house whose speech they used. He owned a newspaper, and Ulysses gave an interview. Cyrus and Ulysses published their findings in a book, but once again, no one outside of the religion paid them any attention.
0: Right. From they're, 1896, they're like, what? Uh, yeah. crazy people again, just ignore them. Mm-hmm.
1: From 1896 to the mid 1900s, Estero grew as more people from Chicago arrived. Businesses grew, and housing was available for the members. But problems lurked for the group. In October 1906, a visiting Koreshian was in Fort Myers when he got into an argument with a local marshal. Cyrus was nearby and, according to differing reports, either went to jump in or break it up. Either way, he was punched by the marshal and went straight down. His followers said this is where he suffered a blow to the head that eventually led to his death. Cyrus died two years later, but his followers said this was all a part of the plan. Upon his death, he was placed in a zinc bathtub, and they awaited for him to transform into his divine form. After five days with no results, the health department said, yeah, bury the dude. Which yeah, they you know did what? in
0: the um, tomb. He's kind of pickling there. You might want to, you know, get him somewhere.
1: Where he doesn't smell.
0: Yeah. He
1: remained there until a hurricane blew his tomb out to sea in 1921.
0: Well, there's a good place for him. Hurricane comes in, shuffle. Now, um, when I was reading the book on this, um, some of the buildings that they built are still standing.
1: Yeah, that's what the mysteries at the museum, yeah, um, watch list. We they had, and they also had that globe there, too.
0: Oh, yeah, the globe's been restored. Um, there's a place I can't remember right off the top of my head, but there is a um. I I think that the, the main like it, it's in a state park kind of or it's, it's a state mm-hmm. park in Florida. Um they've got all of his papers there, um his writings, a lot of the furniture that he had in his his uh his residence there. And I think and this is what's funny. There there was a little like community cemetery for estero that's now part of a golf course (laughs) cool yeah well they they kind of fenced off the cemetery and and the grounds the the grounds people there at the the country club take care of the you know trim the grass and everything i wonder if i wonder if it's a par three to get through the uh, cemetery
1: yeah like i don't think they mentioned the cemetery i think it was on season four Okay, of the series, but yeah, I didn't write down like the exact you know information, but I'm pretty sure it's and it's like on it's on Tubi.
0: Ah, uh, I'll have to look it was on map. several oh. years ago, but we you know who else's birthday is today. Oh, um, I just looked it up, Bernie Mac. Well, besides Bernie uh-huh. Mac, uh-huh. Louis Feinberg, otherwise known as Larry Fine. Oh yeah, duh. That's
1: I knew that before, because I thought that was cool. Because like he was my favorite stooge, and I found out oh, they ah. had the same day, so oh, that ah. was neat. And then oh. back in ninety two, he was the first. That's he's still he's the first celebrity that like when I was going you know looking for celebrity graves he's the first one like I stumbled on that I knew who it was you know like
0: now did they put so like I knew
1: and That's his Larry fine oh he's at the um yeah, that's how too because he's at the um the Liberty mausoleum
0: at Forest Long Glendale we really need to get working on um uh, grave Watchers. We got to talk, talk about how we we got to talk about how we want to set that up.
1: Yeah, fair, out uh, like in the.
0: And no, I oh was yeah, just... and
1: was it? Oh, no, twelve years ago, um, Steve Jobs died. I just hit the October fifth date thing. Oh yeah, it's Kate Winslet's birthday too. She was five years exactly before me. Ooh. So. yeah, uh, so
0: folks, cool. we're oh, gonna... and Ray Croc.
1: Oh, well, and she's the author. <laughs> There's more people I recognize now. Thank God. Okay.
0: Because everybody cares. We're going to wrap, wrap this up before we start getting too far into the weeds. <laughs> the
1: president of the Czech Republic. <laughs> <laughs> I had just a little bit to drink. Not too much, you know.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> looking for us out there? Nobody's dead, so. You're, you're right. Uh, you know where to find us you yeah. get your podcast. That's where we're at. Find us on Facebook. For Killers Cults Nutjobs. I'm Scotty J. Say goodnight, Monica. <laughs> Good night, Monica.